Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of the Employee Wellness Podcast, Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Olga Hayes. And this is Megan Sperling. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So, Megan, you and I, um, we're going to talk about camping today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with summer being in full swing, it feels like a, a good subject. And usually it's the time of the year when the campers are out in full force, you know, from bare bones backpackers to folks in RV style. So everybody's kind of enjoying the nature and the sum- and what summer has to offer. However, as we know it, 2020 is quite different because of the pandemic. Right. And I know, and it seems like any travel related decision comes with a calculated risk. Um be it going to a restaurant or be buying a plane ticket or going on a hike, you know, and camping is no exception, of course. So it's going to be different this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the pandemic has definitely affected camping right now. Um, there are parks and campgrounds across, across the country that have started to reopen. I think last month um, it, they all started to sort of pull back restrictions But at the same time, the CDC is still telling us to stay home as much as possible, which uh, leaves, yeah, it leaves a lot of us with a question of whether or not it's actually safe or responsible to camp during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, And can you do so while still properly protecting yourselves and others? So can you have your cake eat it too? (laughs) We'll we'll start back now. We'll say healthy cake. Healthy cake. What is a healthy cake? I don't don't know. I don't want to taste it, though. (laughs) Give me chocolate if you're giving me cake. I have a good recipe for you, though. Okay. Um, That will save it for the next podcast. We'll save it for after the podcast, for sure. But it's it's definitely a big question whether camping is safe or not. And like with many big questions, unfortunately, we don't have a, a definite yes or no answer for you today. The answer is actually, we don't really know. Right. So... What we will try to do on today's episode is just to offer some insights into how pandemic is affecting camping as we know it. And if you do decide to take a camping trip right now, but things are opening up, if you do decide to take a camping trip, what things you should keep in mind to to make it safe for everybody involved? So this is what we can do, right, Megan? So want to dive in? Yeah, let's do it, Olga. Let's do it. So I thought we can just start by talking about some of the things we can do before we actually leave on on our trip, right? And so we have a couple of suggestions that we can offer up today. And one of the suggestions on my list, Megan, is going on a camping trip that is closer to home. So traveling to a campsite that is far away increases the risk for you and everybody involved while camping near home is a little safer. And the truth is, no matter how good of a planner you are and no matter how great you are at thinking ahead and packing all your supplies ahead of time and filling up your gas tank, 
down the street from your house and planning everything to a little deta detail, trying to not stop before your destination. Despite of all those things, things still happen and inevitably you will have to stop. An unplanned bathroom break here and there, a forgotten bag of ice, um, mm -hmm. some, you know, unplanned events like flat tire or car trouble or medical emergencies. All of that can put you in contact with people outside of your local community, outside of your household, increasing your risk despite your best efforts. So the best thing to avoid all of those um, uh, unplanned stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah, is to try and travel as, as close to your home as possible for your camping trip. Does it make sense? Oh, absolutely. And we are so unbelievably spoiled here in Southern California. And our, we, we have no excuse not to do this, frankly, if we live mm -hmm. in San Diego or the sort of greater San Diego area. Because if you want mountains, if you want um, ocean, if you want desert, I mean, nobody wants desert right now. It's July. At the time of recording, it's July. Um, <laughs> don't go to the desert. Whole other health risk. But there is so much that is accessible to us within a, 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 a shorter drive than a lot of other places in the country. So that is absolutely a good, a good piece of advice. And we have less um, reasons not to follow that advice here in San Diego in comparison to a lot of other places. So absolutely. Definitely. We are very, very lucky here. And, and you can also, you know, another thing that is uh, um, worth considering is dispersed camping, which oh is... <laughs> There's none of Megan is the expert here. She's throwing this ter terminology at me right now. I have no idea what she's talking about. I will explain it. So um, we all, well, a lot of people, people have different comfort levels with camping, right? And uh, um, there are people who would never set foot out of a, um, a really nice uh, RV, maybe a cool sunstream, or, and on the other hand, there are people who will strap a, a backpack to their back and wander outside the wilderness. And um, when you're doing the more sort of controlled type of camping where you have more you know, luxuries, more goods, um, most of the time you're gonna be in a, um, an actual formal campground. And if you are more on the latter side, if you are a little bit more adventurous and are willing to do a little bit more mm -hmm. research, um, what you'll find is that there is a ton of land out there that you can safely and um, leaf, um, legally, lawfully uh, camp on and just basically head out into the wilderness. It's basically, mm -hmm. it's basic, this first camp, camping is basically camping outside of a, a normal campground with no camp mm -hmm. host and you do let go of a lot of the amenities. Mm -hmm. um, but the benefit, the reason I bring it up is because uh, it is something that creates more of a guarantee of not uh, interacting with mm -hmm. other people because there are fewer amenities or no amenities mm -hmm. when you're dispersed camping. Mm -hmm. It means that you are not uh, opening the door of a restroom that someone else is using. It means that you are not uh, um, uh, picking up the same materials or leaflets or, or exchanging money with the camp host. It just basically removes the, the, the challenges around social distancing. So there are great, there's great, great, great information online about dispersed camping. I'm not saying it's the only, only option for people, but um, if you go to the Bureau of Land Management, uh, or mm -hmm. even just Google dispersed camping in Southern California, you get a lot of good results. 
So I just, just want to throw that in, just, just you know, a, a hat tip to disperse camping. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is really great to understand, especially for those of us who are itching to get out into the nature and do something this summer, but worried about social distancing and being around people outside of a household. I think that sounds like a really good option. Yeah. Of course, do your research, make sure you're prepared, because as Megan said, there are no amenities in there, so you'll have to probably yeah, carry a weird backpack. <laughs> you have to yeah, know what you're absolutely. doing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, can I offer something else around a more, like, established controlled campground? Just a recommendation, absolutely. like a, a, a sort of a no before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so one other thing um, is to, even if a campground is open, so, you know, a state park or a county park, has said, okay, come on back, campers. We want to see you. Come come into campground, you know, Sage Leaf or campground Sequoia or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe to do so. Being able to do stuff and being safe to do stuff are two different things. So one of the recommendations that I have read a lot about is monitoring the capacity of campgrounds. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, so it's just like it's just like anything else, right? There's what you are trying to do is avoid crowds. And if campgrounds are really small and close together, there's just a lot of transaction or a lot of transmitting that can happen. And so a really easy way to do that is to either call the affiliated ranger station or state park uh, main phone number, or you can look at whatever website you use to register and secure your campground on. And if you do that, you can generally see there's, you know, 12 spots available. There are six spots available. There's zero spots available. Mm-hmm. And so what you'd want to be looking for is maybe a couple of days or maybe even the day if you're flexible before you go somewhere. And if you have a campsite reserved, um, either call somebody or look online at where you reserved it to make sure that that place isn't packed, that it's not completely full. Mm-hmm. If it is, you might want to reconsider your trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's just another thought. It's, it's, you know, none of these are, are there. Some of them are bummers, uh, you know, but sometimes it, it is possible that you just need to stay at home. Yeah. And I think that this is almost like our, this topic for this conversation. It's, it's possible, but you have to take certain precautions and it's, a bummer, but you know, better safe than sorry. Ultimately, your Absolutely. health and safety matters more, and and all of those suggestions are just to keep you safe. And sometimes you might need to reconsider and change your plans if need be. So Absolutely. this is a wonderful, wonderful suggestion. I really like that, Megan. Um, Thank you. Kind of proactively monitoring the 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 campsite and its capacity. And uh, on the same note, I kind of wanted to add before you go. As you start planning your trip, you know, we all want to get out of the house and reconnect with people we haven't seen in a while, but we would encourage you strongly to keep your camping crew super small and stick with the members of your household if possible. Think of that camping trip like a small intimate excursion in nature and not like a huge party this year. So this is one of the suggestions. And then if you do want to absolutely go with people outside of your household, then make sure to drive separate cars. And yes, we know it goes against everything we know about being environmentally friendly and responsible. However, just again, for everyone's safety and to just keep the social distance, driving separate cars to to your campsite is the best thing to do. 
Absolutely. And, uh, but it goes beyond that too. I would say also have separate campground, like don't, Ooh. don't, you know, set a lot of camp campsites allow mm-hmm. you, you know, maximum two cars. So it could be, mm-hmm. you know, potentially three people per car. Don't do that. And, mm-hmm. and this is the thing that I think makes it a deal breaker to camp with other people right now. There's been a lot of research that examines how much of a risk it is to sit around huddled at a campfire together at night. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the normal camping experience, you know, you're playing cards, you're sharing food with each other, you're laughing, you're joking, and you're close, again, around that campfire or a buddy burner, if you're, <laughs> depending on where you are. And your um, the, the research and the recommendations have suggested that that's a pretty high risk that's not very different from going to a bar or a winery or a restaurant right oh, now, yeah. even if you're outside um, because yeah, of the amount of exchange. So that to me kind of just goes back to, eh, just don't do it. I mean, <laughs> I, if, and if you're going to, um, if I don't do it, I mean, go with other people outside your household. And if, and if that does happen, if you find yourself in that situation, then wearing that mask is what you got to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that makes it, it makes such good sense. So if you absolutely want to go camp with people outside your household, of course, yeah. bring the mask, even if you're outside, this just uh, keeps everyone safe. And absolutely. then, also, you know, if you're at a camping site, you're going to be using probably like some of the common areas like bathrooms and maybe showers, mm-hmm. other areas with strangers so mask is an absolute must even yeah, if you're yeah. outside so keep that mask with you at all mm-hmm. at all times um Can, i just thought of yeah. oh go ahead oh no no go ahead what are some other suggestions for like safety tips at a, at a camping site there's one that just came to mind for me olga and i feel so silly that um we haven't mentioned it yet which is you know, we're talking about what to do before you go camping, right? Right. Um, if you don't feel well, if you have any symptoms, for goodness sake, stay home. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest one of all, or, or one of the biggest ones. If you have any symptoms, don't even, don't even think about getting out that tent. You, 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 you find that couch and you sit on that couch and you drink your fluids. Just camp or, or speak to your your PCP. That's that's what that's what our team yeah. actually want me to say. Um, but 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 that's that's probably the biggest one that we haven't covered, which is just making sure that you're being honest with yourself about any symptoms that you might be having. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a really wonderful point, Megan. I'm so I'm so glad you remembered to bring this up. So <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, what are some other safety tips we can talk about once you're at a camping site? So we talked about masking. We talked. We talked about trying to not set up um, your tents next to each other. Right. Anything well, else? Well, I I think that um, you know one of the ones I think you and I've talked about offline is just making sure that you are observing campground rules and reviewing them ahead of time. Things are changing mm-hmm. so quickly, and in certain areas, if a hot spot has started to or an outbreak has started to happen in a certain part of the region, it's really important that you know what rules may have changed for that campsite. So this is another thing where just sort of staying on top of the information and this information is changing at a lightning and exhaustive rate. But um, 
you know, checking in the couple days before and the day before on, on the um, site that represents your established campground is a really good idea just to make sure that, that nothing has changed because things can change really quickly. That is correct. This is, this is a wonderful, wonderful point as well. Yeah, and I, I also wanted to mention when you come to a camping site, and this is probably, it's not even worth mentioning, but bring a hygiene pack and carry it with you everywhere. So you don't want to be touching anybody else's supplies. You don't want to be borrowing anybody's soap or hand sanitizer accidentally. Mm. So you want to be able to have your own hand sanitizer or sanitizing wipes and just carry them around the campground all the time and make sure to take care of your health and well-being as you are at the campsite. So in addition to wearing a mask and staying socially distant, make sure to continue with the habit of washing your hands regularly at least for 20 seconds before meals and after meals, before using the bathroom, uh, before touching anything at the campsite and after touching anything at the mm -hmm. campsite. So just kind of following those rules that we've been following for the last four months. You know, if, if uh, soap is not available, use the sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. Uh, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. And cover your cough and sneezes with a tissue. Make sure to dispose all your tissues in a separate container or designated trash cans. So some of those things, just keep doing them just as you were doing them at home. Just because you're outside in the nature doesn't mean that you can just relax. You know, I think that is such a good point, Olga. And I don't think that goes without saying, because whether we want to admit it, when we leave our normal day-to-day -day operations, if you will, we do become more relaxed. And we do sort of think, oh, we've left it all behind. And again, I, I think, I think it's, it, it is worth noting, of course, that there's a lot of research that says that the risk outdoors is way lower than the risk in, indoors. But we're not talking about we're not we're not what we're not talking about is uh, the absence of risk. We're talking about how to manage risk. And so, if you are going to manage your risk outdoors, and especially if you're going to be around a, a high volume of people that you don't know, mainly other campers, um, yeah, maintaining that vigilance and acting as if you're in a, a space that you are, that you'd be in here in San Diego uh, that might put you in contact with a lot of people that you're you're not um, yeah. that you don't know personally and yeah. maybe you know have no idea what their hygiene or health situation is. It absolutely, I think, is worth reinforcing that all yeah. those hygiene standards should be very much maintained, if not increased. That's that's good. Yeah, it, it's not increased because now you are around people who you don't know and those other campers. So as you said, you know, the COVID is not taking a vacation. So <laughs> make sure to stay on top of it and just take care of yourself of your, and your health and your wellness. Um, anything else, Megan? Do we have anything else to add about um, any safety tips for the camping? Well, I think that we've covered we've covered a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah. talked about food. Did we talk about food? Making sure that you don't share food. Um, I don't think so, but yeah. Um, yeah, we can probably mention this. Okay, so that's, um, I think that's one thing that, that we, um, we've talked about social distancing, the hygiene pack, mm -hmm. masking as appropriate, following campground rules. Um, but again, this goes back to who you're with, right? The what what should not be happening at any point on a camping trip is um, a potluck, 
of any kind, um, you know, passing things back and forth, passing food back and forth with each other, especially is not a great idea. And so, again, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to talk about this topic because what our overarching message is, don't go camping with people who are not a part of your household. At the same time, there's a little bit of a reality that we want to contend with, which is uh, some people may choose to do otherwise. And if they do, then the recommendation is really adhere to that mask, adhere to social distancing and don't share, don't share food and certainly don't share water bottles or anything like that with each other. Yeah. And this is. This is a little sad because this goes against everything we know about camping and what makes camping fun. Yeah. You you said sharing food and playing sports and playing cards and doing all those wonderful things together is obviously one of the reasons people love going on camping trips. But we just have to remember this. Everything is different right now. And this is our new reality. And we just have to be very open-minded and creative about how we approach things and continue to enjoy nature, you know, and summer is still possible. It's just a little different. Absolutely. It is. It's absolutely different. And, and, and again, I, I think you just said this, but we, we all want this to be, we all want to go back to normal, right? Okay. And we will someday, some version of normal will occur someday. Um, but until then, you know, we just need to be as safe as we possibly can mm-hmm. and um, make sure that we're practicing social distancing, we're wearing that mask, and we're practicing good hygiene. And it doesn't change when you go out mm-hmm. camping. Um, yeah. What is the case, though, is that you still can go and enjoy the outdoors mm-hmm. and you yeah. still can go camping. Um and in fact, it's it's a healthy thing to do. It's it's healthy from a psychological perspective to be outdoors. It's healthy, especially now more than ever, given how cooped up we've all we've all been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will strengthen the relationship of those who you do go out with. And so that's another reason to consider your household. Um, but you just got to make sure you do so safely. Yeah, Megan, you're so right. And I think that's a wonderful way to kind of wrap up this conversation. And we hope everyone enjoyed our insights and our suggestions. And if you guys have any ideas on how to make your camping trip even safer, you can email us at sharpesthealth at sharp.com. We always love your feedback. We love hearing from you. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in today to Coffee Break with Sharpest Health. We, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on Sharp Network.